everyone. Okay, so I want to start by talking about the first thing we did when we got to Costa Rica. After we got off the plane and we got all our luggage, we got on a bus and we went to a market. And I bought this shirt. It says, Pura Vida. And I'm going to read to you what that means. The shirt says, Pura Vida is this country's most unique and popular phrase and one of the most important phrases, which is used as a positive response in all types of situations. One thing to know about the Ticos, or Costa Ricans as they are commonly known, is their free spirit and love for life. You will often hear the people greet or salute friends with the phrase Pura Vida, which translates to pure life. So uh, this, this phrase is something that, that I heard a lot when I was in Costa Rica, Pura Vida, pure life. And um, I didn't think much about it when I was kind of in the country, and uh, it was kind of at the back of my head, you know, we had all our experiences. And then when I was on the plane ride back, reflecting on the whole trip, um, I kind of was trying to kind of put, put everything together in this big puzzle. Okay, what am I going to tell people that I learned about when I went to Costa Rica? What did I take away from this experience? And I found that um, uh, it, during this trip, I learned a lot from the locals. I learned a lot. And I could tie everything um, that I learned back to this one phrase, pura vida, pure life. I learned a lot about kind of what a pure life looks like. So I have a couple um, maybe stories and some words that could kind of tie into what um, specificities that are specifics that I learned um, that kind of tie into this idea. So the first one is joy. I couldn't help but every time, every place we, the next place we went, there was just so much joy. And like when we went to uh, uh, La Carpio, the first, the first uh, few days, the amount of joy on these children's faces, like these little kids, when we got off the bus, they ran up and gave us hugs. I was like, we are these like these just random gringos, you don't know us, and you're coming to give us a hug? Like, wait, what? And it was just so cute. And just despite all this poverty, the amount of joy that everyone had was just so, uh, so heartwarming. And then this, this deep sense of gratitude. You know, I couldn't, part of me couldn't help but think, um, you know, well, we're, shoot, we're only here for a week. We're not here to finish out a project. We're here to help them along with whatever they have started on their own and helping them out in that way. Um, and we, we went with the... We, went in kind of conglomeration with this organization called Appleseed um, that has a lot of service groups filtering in and out. So I couldn't help but think, well, these people um, are probably used to service groups coming in, you know? But they had this deep sense of gratitude. Despite the fact it's so easy for them probably to take us for granted or like, oh, yeah, they're here to help. And, but there's the amount of thank yous I got, the amount of um, just, just pure gratitude just was really um, a nice thing to, to see. And then um, the, the hospitality from the locals was so awesome. Um, I remember when we were working in the Carpio, we had, um, it was really hot, and we, the, the late, it was kind of, you're in this refugee camp, and this, it was in a well-established, you know, refugee camp, but um, we were working in this building, and there's houses all around us, so the woman um, who, whose house we were working next to um, kept making us, like, juice and stuff. It was just really sweet, you know, she didn't have to do that, but she did, and that was nice, and then I think my favorite um, example of hospitality that, that I, um, we experienced was when we went to the school at the end of our trip. It wasn't necessarily for us to do them service. Like, we did donate school supplies, but they really wanted us um, to kind of get a little taste of the culture. So they had these school children from, like, I think they were, like, eight and nine, about. There's, like, what, eight, eight of them or something? There wasn't that many. Um, but they did a dance for us. 
But um, I, I, I specifically remember getting off the bus, and as we were all walking forward, all these little kids, they just they grabbed our hands, and they escorted us to our seats, and it was so cute. Um, just, it was just so sweet, and they just were so happy we were there, and just giving of um, this excitement that we were there, just for them to be able to share with us. And then they had us share with them. They had us dance with them. They had us teach them some American dances. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that was, that was really sweet. And then lastly, I think uh, simplicity was something I saw a lot of. Um, that they had, you know, simple living, and obviously, it, you know, they, it was in, in poverty, so obviously there's a lot of simplicity there, but I think that also um, could, you could tie a thread um, between that and the gratitude they had. And there's something about that, living in simplicity. So um, I just think in, in, in total, in conclusion, that all of these joy, gratitude, simplicity, hospitality, um, their deep sense of community, uh, just really quick before I tie up, I have to say this. Um, when we were flying over, um, flying into Costa Rica, one thing that stuck out at me is all the places I've traveled, um, I remember looking down and it was unlike anything I've ever seen. And um, you look down and you see this kind of like, how do I explain it? It's like a puzzle with like, it was just, it was so cool. It's it all the houses and you look at the roofs and they're all like different colored paint, like different. So it's kind of like a big palette where someone like splotted paint and it was just all... What stuck out at me was that all the buildings, all the houses were so close together, this idea of community. And that kind of stuck out at me the first, that was the first thing I thought of, and I realized throughout the whole trip that these people did have such a sense of community and caring for each other, and they, took, they watched out for each other, even if, um, you know, someone wasn't someone else's parent, like a child's parent, they would still watch out for them, and just the, the community I saw and witnessed was just amazing. So I think um, all those together, the joy, the community, the hospitality, the simplicity, and the gratitude, um, for me, is something I learned there, and uh, I think all encompasses what a pura vida or a pure life should look like. Thank you. Hi, good morning. Um, I'm going to read a quote that one of the leaders provided for me. Um, it says, To give real service, you must add something which cannot be brought or measured with money, and that is Sincerity and Integrity by Douglas Adams. For someone like me, who is such a homebody, leaving the country for the first time was a huge leap. Yet I knew that this was something, somehow my calling, and I kept telling myself to take that jump. Collectively, collectively I have gathered memories that I know I will keep forever, and it was the tangible and intangible moments that made this trip so memorable. I think when people think of Costa Rica, they autom automatically go to white sandy beaches and big destination weddings. Yet, when I think of Costa Rica, I picture a little girl named El Tito and a little girl named Sol. I met El Tito in the refugee camp on the last day our group was in San Jose. She, would crack a, she wouldn't crack a smile, let alone tell me her name. I'm not sure what led her to open up to me. I think it may have been the fact that this crazy girl was just not going to leave. <laughs> but she allowed me into her life, and we ran for an hour straight, and I will never forget the moment she told me her name. She said, El Tito, and I said, ¿Qué? What? Uh, and I went over to our leader, Michael, and asked him, what, what is she trying to say? He said, her name. She's trying to tell you her name. Um, now how in the world could knowing a name make me cry? Oh. Um, 
It was because for those few moments that we spent together, she let me into her world, and I am eternally grateful. After the refugee camp, we made our way to La Fortuna, and we stopped along the road at a bakery, and there was a church along the way. Um, Here's a passage from my journal. I put, today I saw a beautiful church. Costa Ricans are not afraid of color or the rain or loving life. I have much to learn from them, and I have gained so much in a short period of time. The church was so magnificent, I couldn't will myself to take a picture because I know it couldn't capture the moment. Once in La Fortuna, we made our way to the orphanage where I met Sol. After playing jump rope for a while, we sat down to color to cool off. And as we were drawing, I learned her name and age. I then wrote down my name and hers. It then sparked a reaction of communicating back and forth between pictures and bits of Spanish and English. I struggled with not knowing the language in Costa Rica, yet for the first time on that trip, I felt that the language was not needed. Um, That brings me back to my original quote. To give real service, you must add something which cannot be brought or measured with money, and that is sincerity and integrity. I think that language directly applies to this. I may not have known how to ask Sol who her best friend was, or what her favorite color was, or how was school. But I was able to laugh, play, and chase her around yelling, Donde esa Sol? Donde esa Sol? Where is Sol? And in that moment, that's all she needed. I've gained great perspective on this trip from all the collective memories I have. And I learned that the language barriers and cultural differences that I have encountered did not stop me from meeting my brothers and sisters in Costa Rica. I hope to further my knowledge of the world around me and actively live out what I learned on this trip. Thank you very much. Um, Hello, everybody. Thank you for for having me here. And um, President Kimball, I forgot my golf ball, but shame on all of you for being here as it is the start of the best golf tournament in the world today, the Masters. Bill Haas is leading with a score of four under. Um, for those who care. Um, Next, I'd like to say thank you real quick. Thank you to my grandma who attends chapel with me every Thursday. Thank you for funding my trip to Costa Rica. I had an amazing time. Next semester, we're hoping for tuition, room and board. Um, But we can talk about that later. Um, second, Second, I would like to thank all the amazing people who went on this trip with me, all the people who planned it, everything that went into it, Thank you. Next, I'd like to talk about my perspective of the trip. It's a little different. Um, And that starts with a confession, a confession that I I don't like service trips. I don't like them. I don't like the way I feel after them. I love the way I feel while they're going on, but I don't like the guilt that comes with it. On the trip, the service we did was, was impactful, yes, but it was small. We only had about one real day of labor, and the other two days we were, were served with children, which I call the accompaniment model, where we kind of just hung out, and, and I had an amazing time playing with those kids. You saw the videos. Um, and I remember the way I felt after, afterwards. And I looked to my peers and other people on the bus on the way back to our hotels, and I could tell they felt the exact same way as me. And I could see the joy that we all felt. But then when I looked out the window to what we were leaving behind, I, 
I thought, I thought, why are we here? Who are we serving? Who are we benefiting? We then returned to our hotel each day after service, and I'm not complaining about free Wi-Fi or continental breakfast, but how could that money have been better allocated? Were we here to make a significant contribution to the local community, or were we at best there to apply a Band-Aid that would soon fall off after we were left, just in time for another group to come repair? I know it seems like a lot in a week of what we expected to accomplish, but I'm here to make the point that service needs to be less about us and more about those we are called to serve, more about them. I don't intend to discount the experiences of anyone on the trip or any service trip ever, but I just would like to say if we are truly called in service, we need to focus on those who we leave behind and not just our experience, but the experience that we give to others. If we are to be first, we must first be last and a true servant of all. Thank you.